All right, we're back. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Iglap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And again, happy Pride Month to everyone. So like what I mentioned last Monday, so actually our last episode was last Monday, not usually, it's usually like every Thursday only, but for Pride Month, I try to, you know, get as many people as possible so that we can hear a lot of different stories, their views, and, you know, just to get to know them better, generally speaking. So, yeah, so I'm glad to be back. Uh, you know, again, this whole month is about the LGBT community because it is Pride Month. And we just want, and I just want to be able to hear different stories from different people about their experiences uh, in life and all these things. So actually today's guest, oh, sorry, before I get to, to today's guest, I'd like to thank our sponsors. So thank you to Swagat Indian Cuisine, to Mask and Mormon and to Derm Nature. So today's guest, he has been here before. Uh, we were actually talking about it a while ago. Like I'm, we can't remember if it was like last season or two seasons ago. But I'm so happy that you know he's able to to make some time because I know he's very busy. You know to be on the podcast, and we'll get to know him a bit more, get some updates from him compared to last time's episode with him. So to introduce him a bit, he is a proud transgender man who is currently studying AB Psychology with a minor in English lit Literature at the Ateneo de Manila University. Because of the evident lack of resources uh, transgender men have in the Philippines, uh, he recently started using TikTok as a platform to share his experiences and reach out to other individuals who would like to learn more about the community and those who would like to transition. He's also an advocate for mental health, which I think is amazing. You know, I think mental health for many decades has been very underrated as a, you know, as a science or as a health science. But now, you know, I'm glad that more people are open about it. And we can definitely talk about that with him. So welcome back to Iglap again, Mateo. Hey, Mateo. Hi, Kuya. Hi. Hi, everyone watching. Um I'm, uh, thank you again for inviting me as a guest today. I do really appreciate it, given that it's Pride Month and everything like that, and for uh, giving me a platform again to share my story and just to, you know, talk to you about my thoughts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I greatly appreciate you being here because I know you're a very <laughs> busy person. But Mateo, like what I like to do now, no, yeah. is um, for this season, I always like to ask the guests. Uh, tell us something about yourself that not a lot of people know about. So it could be something fun. Well, I hope it's something fun, but yeah. Um, something about myself. <laughs> that not a lot of people know about. I yeah. can't be like, my favorite food is like shawarma. I mean, not something like that. Yeah, like yeah. Something, yeah. I guess I don't think a lot of people know this, but like it's it's a weird thing. And it's like, maybe I guess it's like at the top of my head, but I do... I used to have a fear of like condiments, like a genuine fear, like like ketchup. I don't know why it's like unexplainable or whatever, but yeah, I guess at the top of my head, that is what I wait. Know. Um, this is the first time I ever <laughs> yeah. hear of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean by a fear of condiments? Like, are you afraid to eat it? Or are you afraid of how it looks? I mean, what's the fear exactly? I I don't know. It's a, I'm. It's an irrational fear, but it's funny because, like, even in my house, like, when okay. they'd ask me to, you know, clean up the table and stuff like that, I would, I, I would, like, avoid the butt. I don't know why. I, I don't know where it came from. It's a genuine, I don't like touching it. Like, I, I, I don't like the smell. And, 
it's just weird, irrational, I guess. Oh, I'm still trying to to digest that. Okay, so when you yeah. see like a ketchup bottle, you just don't want to touch it at all. Yeah, Something like it's it's weird. It's it's weird. But what what makes you so like afraid about it? I guess as of now, like growing up, I don't think I think that fear has turned into this disgust in some way. It's not anymore yeah. like scared. It's more like get away from me kind of thing. It's it's weird. I don't know how to explain it either, but that is uh, that's me. <laughs> so okay, okay. Yeah. So okay. But like sorry, yeah. And and okay, so how about this? So when you're eating, let's say a burger yeah. right, from fast yeah. food joint, yeah, do you yeah, tell yeah. them don't put ketchup? Or... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you don't like the taste also. I don't like the taste. I, I just don't like it, period. So it's there's like, like ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, like that? Yeah. Like, for some reason, it's just ketchup and vinegar. All others, uh, I'm okay with. So soy sauce, I'm, no problem. Yeah. Mayonnaise. I'm pretty sure there's a backstory there, but you know, I feel like I've repressed that as a, as a now, kid, I don't really... You know what I want to do now? I want to hire, like, I don't know if it's a psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, the people <laughs> yeah. who can, like, put you in a trance. Mm, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, so where did this start, Mateo? Like, yeah, yeah, were you yeah. dosed in ketchup as a baby by accident? Or, you know what I mean? Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not as weird as I thought, because you said general fear of condiments. When I so is he afraid of mayonnaise or something? Okay. <laughs> I kind of get where yeah, you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So it's more of the vinegary taste because ketchup kind of has that, generally speaking. Mm, yeah. And uh, but I've vinegar. never tasted it at all, like ever, never. Like too, yeah, weirdly. But I'm sure you've smelled it, and I think maybe that's oh, where it yeah. comes. Probably, maybe. Yeah. So going to to you, no, Mateo. So I'm so glad yeah. you're back, yeah. no. So why don't you give us a bit of a life update? about you um life update i guess i graduated from college already uh ab psych with a minor in english lit and uh i think that's the biggest life update right now and you know it's like moving forward like i'm just questioning like what do i do with my life like um what do i pursue you know like are the decisions that i make now like how big of an effect are they like in in my future and stuff? So I guess it's like that's my biggest life update. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. And I guess it's also um, moving forward. I want to pursue like like I said, like I'm a an advocate for mental health and i i've grown up you know in this household wherein it's either med or law and it's just it's it's a bit pressuring to kind of to kind of um gear myself toward that path or something like that so yeah it's i'm in that space and in that place wherein i'm discerning a lot of things about myself and about who I want to be and what I want want to become. It's it's that stage in my life. Yeah. All right. So guys, sorry, I need to fix something tech a technical thing. I'll just mm -hmm. turn off my camera for a bit, but my yeah. audio will still be here. Yeah. No worries. So anyway, um, give me one second. All right. So anyway, Mateo. Um, yeah. so I'm glad that you graduated. No. Uh, when was your graduation? I, I know 
there was like a face to face graduation a few yeah. weeks ago, right? Um, actually, sorry, I'm set to graduate this August, palang. Like, okay, because uh, Atene is also planning to have a face to face for us, so that's exciting. Most especially because we've lost like two years in the pandemic, and a lot of us are just missing the feel of, you know, uh, being in Ateneo, being in school, and giving that sense of normalcy, I guess, especially for us. Because Kawawa, our batch, like we always make fun of ourselves, na parang we've experienced everything from like K to 12 to all these things happening within the political sphere and like, and despite this pandemic. So, um, yeah, I guess... Uh, it's nice to know that we have we have that to look forward to. Um, yeah. So with that one, sorry. With, so for that one, Mateo, yeah. uh, you yeah. took up your course, right? Why did you choose that course from all of the courses? I, I think I asked this to you already about why you took up yeah. psychology, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, why don't you give us a you know update on what I mean? You like a brief why you decide to take that up with a minor in English literature. Yeah. The one I'm kind of jealous about you, Athenians, because I'm from La Salle, right? Is yeah, yeah. We're not allowed to do any minors. Oh, it's either wow. we do one, you know, one yeah. course, right? So let's say for me, yeah. political science. Yeah. Or we do a double degree, which is a whole different yeah. ball game, right? As exactly. compared to minoring and something. Exactly. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. So why did you choose AB Psychology? Um, I guess, firstly, I want to say that sucks. <laughs> I'm kidding. But... Uh, Entering uh, college, kasi, I really was set on two, two career paths, uh, law and med. So, of course, like entering AB Psych, that was a perfect middle ground. And I only applied to my minor, like, I think second year, because I was like, okay, maybe law is the path to go. So, of course, I needed those extra units. So, I was like, okay, let's take a minor instead of just getting um, multiple electives and just inputting it in my IPS or like personalized, whatever. You, and then, yeah, yeah it, I guess it was that pressure also, like the internal pressure to kind of do what my parents wanted for me as well. Because of course, like I wanted to make them proud because I'm they're paying for my school and, you know, I just wanted to give back in that kind of sense. So yeah, I, I guess it was it was those were the two things that kind of uh, pushed me to enter that course. But now exiting that course, I I've, it's so cheesy to say, but I've I've definitely fallen in love with the with the course and how it did teach me a lot of things about myself and honestly just a lot about being a human and like being a person and it definitely grounds you on that like that aspect that that shared humanity kind of thing yeah so you you took it up to take up law right yeah. sort of like yes. do you plan uh, continuing to do law like do you plan to take that or is it something you haven't really thought about um definitely something i haven't really thought about but because this after after graduation i do plan on studying in spain for a year Oh, okay. Um, I did, yeah. I, I applied already and got accepted. And um, as I've I've as I've mentioned earlier, like it's it's a discerning phase for me mostly. And I feel 
as though I haven't been able to explore all my options yet. So I do I do want to get to know myself better and like my skills because I don't want to just jump into something and kind of figure out later down the road like oh my god why the hell did I choose this you know I I'd be miserable and I'd I'd make it harder for my parents in a way also like given that law school and or and or med school they're not cheap also you know what I mean like they're very yeah. expensive an investment so yeah i don't want to aside from it being about them it's mostly about me also like i'm honoring uh my time and space to kind of get to know myself yeah so you're going yeah. to study in spain for a year what yeah. are you gonna study there like is it like a is it like a one-year master course or something or yeah it it's a it's like a free mover program so they offer different subjects from different uh, master like uh, pro- master program master's programs and parang you get to handpick what you want to study basically you handpick from different programs and then you just study those things as a, like i grew up kasi also my mom kind of introduced us to so many things as a kid as as kids like with sports, she exposed us to uh, football, golf, swimming, everything under the sun. Even like different lessons, like cooking lessons, singing, and everything. So, I guess it's in my nature. Also, I mean, I don't want to say this with a fixed mindset because it's also in my nature to kind of explore and be kind of inquisitive about more things before really kind of settling down and. Uh, knowing that that's like deciding that that's the thing i want to do for the rest of my life so yeah uh that that's what the program's about it's not really a master's thing it's 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 just studying about more things like whether it be business or law or something like that it's it's something like that and you'll be doing that in spain mismo like you'll be flying there and stuff for you that's really cool all right, so let's go to the comment section. So Sophia Raya said that's one hundred percent true, though, about the ketchup thing, <laughs> uh, and yeah. she really laughed about it. Then Michaela says, uh, "Go Mateo." Then, oh man, I, Lovelin, Lovelin, yeah. Oh. Um, hello, Matthew. <laughs> yeah, Lou, yeah. And your dad. Yeah. Uh, is she like your cousin or something? Oh, she is uh, one of my household help, but I, we're very close. Oh, okay but yeah and she said so proud of you ma thank right. you Atilin. <laughs> yeah so yeah so anyway i'm glad that you have friends supporting you uh yeah. with your ketchup thing as well so anyway so going back now so you know you you're gonna go study in spain and all these yeah. things so what do you plan to do right now because you're basically done yeah. with school right you're just waiting yeah. for your graduate i'm sure you still have a few classes maybe but mm. you know that, that doesn't really have that much bearing anymore yeah you know i mean so after you graduate, you know, in August, you know, you attend the ceremony yeah. and all these things. What, what's next for Mateo? What's next? I mean, yeah. like, before the Spain thing, I mean. I guess working for my parents, <laughs> as cliche as that sounds, working for my parents and uh, I guess enjoying myself before committing. I mean, it's different from a romantic commitment, you know what I mean? It's like, because this is a personal thing, like, it's... It's something that defines you. It's an ex- extension of 
who you are and like the passions that you uh, kind of pursue and the dreams that of course because like if you do pursue one dream you're kind of letting go of all the others well not necessarily but technically like that's because one can only have so much time and so much money so that is what's next for me working for my uh working for my parents and spending time with the people i love before i go to spain so so i know it's next year but what month in particular is the is the trip actually it's this year this september this ah september. okay yeah so, you so much oh, okay. yeah i thought it would be next year oh maybe jan or feb okay you <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. All right, so it's very close, pala, so you don't have to wait that long. All right, so going back to you again, Mateo. So, you know, you plan to work for your parents and all these things. Now, the next thing I want to ask you is something a bit serious now. So, yeah. you know, you are, you know, a transgender man, right? Yeah. And that is something that, unlike abroad, where, you know, it's a yes. good, abroad, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, here it's like kind of scandalous, like, yeah. you know, people are like that. But in abroad, it's like, I'm a transgender man. Oh, cool. You bring it's like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah. asking, "What's your favorite basketball team?" The Celtics. Cool. You know what I mean. But yeah. here it's kind of like, "Oh my God!" You know, then they make like a whole, <laughs> yeah. you know, scene about it. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, and if it's okay for you to, you know, to relive yeah. this and all these things. But growing up, uh, what? How old were you when you discovered, or when you really thought that you are a man, right? Because when I speak to mm-hmm. other transgender individuals, yeah. uh, I had Albion two weeks ago. She's a transgender mm-hmm. yes. woman. Yes. She was yeah. the person to tell me ever that she first came out as non-binary, but her point was, um, if when you're a transgender individual, it's kind of like two coming out stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. guess it's because of how, you know, here in the Philippines, Soji's not really taught until you're like college, yeah. right? So yeah, what was your um, story? How, what was your story like? Um, just to begin with, it's 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 farther along the line, but like it's so interesting because for our thesis, um, my groupmates and I, we talked about coming out behaviors in the Philippine context, and we learned a lot because like even like halfway through the paper, even I was kind of well, not really, but. People do confuse sexuality and gender a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> like, when we were almost done with our paper, we realized we used the wrong term. And we were like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it's not gender identity, it's sexual orientation. But, like, again, like, halfway through it again, we were like, what the fuck? Wait, it's both. Because gender identity is like gay, lesbian, you know what I mean? And sexuality yeah. is like, um, sorry. Sexuality is like gay and lesbian, and uh, gender is like, yeah, yeah, transgender. And the thing that people don't understand is that you can be a transgender man, or you can be a transgender woman, and you can be a transgender woman who is a lesbian. And people yeah. can't wrap their head around that because it, they, I guess, it's like too many layers. I feel, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up before it kind of slipped my mind. But yeah. going uh, back to my story, I think I knew ever since I was a kid, and I was fortunate enough to know that, because I recently talked with a really, really good friend of mine, and uh, not really coming out, but she was telling me about these um, 
struggles that they're facing, you know, and parang, in my opinion, I was like, okay, I was privileged enough not to come out. It was some kind of just a gradual transitioning of like, okay, Mateus, we know you're boyish. And then throughout my life, that just kind of manifested in different ways. And when I was a kid, my, I, I, I say this story to like everybody, but my mom told me one time when we were at the dinner table, she was like, when you were seven, seven or younger, I don't know, I asked her, am I half boy? She always tells me that story. And in my head, I was like, nothing ever made more sense than that. You know, because in ever since I was a kid, I never really saw myself as a woman. I never even labeled myself as a lesbian. In high school, of course, like, because I didn't know what the transgender man was. And yeah. I didn't know these terms and everything like that. So I was like, but lesbian didn't fit. You know, I I just liked women. That's 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 it. That's that was that to me. And again, I I think I was privileged enough to have that space wherein it was a quiet, lingering truth in the background that just that just really came to fruition when I transitioned. But it's like everyone knew, and I was. Like I said, I, I was privileged enough to have that because not everyone does. Um, I guess really the struggles that come with it are just the people who don't really understand when I was in high school. It was really tough because we, we, you know, it was exclusive and it was an exclusive all-girls school and it felt really confusing. Like I didn't understand why. It was so wrong. I yeah, it was just a lot of questioning myself, but at the same time, fighting for who I really was. Because in no way, like no way in hell would I give you the opportunity to tell me that I can't be like this. I guess I was also kind of privileged to be medyo matigas yung ulo, because sometimes i'm pretty sure people also would be swayed by that you know authorities being like my confession god talk to the priest shit like that um this is wrong it's a sin but yeah i think just growing up i i went through a lot of hurdles but with regard to acceptance the most important people in my life accepted me so that drove me to that drove me really to kind of accept myself even more like radical self-acceptance, I guess. Yeah, I would say. All right, so if you don't mind me asking, no? um, mm-hmm. when did you start to transition, physically speaking? Because uh, I think a lot of, one thing that yeah. a lot of people get confused now is, yeah. that, you know, a person can be transgender without transitioning, physically speaking. Right. I mean, as long as, you know, they know in their mind and their hearts that they are, let's say, a man or a woman, that's good enough already. Because, yeah. you know, transitioning physically, that's a whole different ballgame. But that, that could be expensive. Yeah. It could put, you know, people in harm's way and all these things. So if you don't mind me asking, when did you start physically transitioning? transitioning. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was uh, when I went into Ateneo. 
I I even held this party. It was it was called Mice Dickening. I remember it the the, the title was Dickening. And I, I I held this party because I started transitioning and I and for once in my life I wanted to celebrate who I was because for the longest time I wasn't and I didn't understand why. Like I said, like I think I was a I thought I was a good person and I still think I am to this day. Like growing up I knew I was raised well by my parents and I didn't understand why that kind of identity had to define me. But yeah, uh, when I entered Ateneo, I started taking testosterone. And for the first year of it, I know my parents are watching, but I hid it from them. I hid it from them until they started realizing that I, my, my voice was starting to crack and it was starting to get lower and I was getting like this beard. And of course, it was like the first two years because of my tea, I, not a lot of changes happened. Like the changes weren't so drastic. It was like my voice, but the physical appearances, I started growing a beard just during the pandemic, you know, like um, the bigger things, the, the more evident things I would say. And uh, that is definitely a misconception that you have to identify as a trans man, uh, like, uh, yeah, you have to want, uh, sorry, you have to pass. You have to want to um, transition or like go through these physical changes to do that, to be identified as one or like to be accepted as one. But people don't understand it's, it's, it's a personal thing. It's, it's, it's different for everyone. It's a very intimate process of you just questioning who you look at in the mirror and like you you sometimes look at it and see like you're not happy and sometimes even throughout the day you just are so hyper aware of everything whether it be because of your body dysphoria or whether it be you know just uh, um other factors and i don't think people understand that that it's so complex like uh who you are is so complex and whether or not you fit within the binary, it doesn't really matter. You know, it's it's your own personal journey on how you really go um, forward with these thoughts that you have. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 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 I can see that. So when you when your parents discovered Mateo's been hiding something from <laughs> how how did that go? And sorry, hey. I, I just have to. There's something wrong with my camera. I'll just turn it off. But oh, yeah, I'll no worries. No worries. Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> okay, because oh. my parents have a clinic. We we run like medical tests for all W's and everything. So we have nurses, and I secretly, because I'm really close to them, and secretly, like I would go to the nurse, like one of the nurses and one of our med techs, Ada Anna. And I would tell her, I want to start this. I want to start tea. Can you inject it into me? Because I was so tired of like going to Manila every every month. Because Love Yourself was in Manila. Like the clinic in which I started my transitioning. 
And I didn't want to have to go to drive to Manila every after school to just get one shot. And she was the one who <laughs> who made me booking to my parents. Actually, first my mom, because she there was one time wherein my mom went into the room and then saw a nurse injecting it to me. And then and then we were just like you know, staring at each other for a while. And my parents were like concerned, like why would he visit us every, like after school? Because I, I would usually just go home and like uh, do schoolwork or like game. And yeah, I think that's where it came from also. They were like, it's, it's weird that you're visiting us after work, uh, like during work. So yeah, my parents, eventually just kind of yeah I yeah, eventually accepted me for who I was and for who I am and it's a privilege to have that kind of environment that kind of family actually sorry not just my parents but like my whole family and my cousins uh, and I remember this very very touching story from my mom actually my mom doesn't know i know this but my cousins told me this wherein my titos we had like this family outing and before i arrived just i think they were there first before i arrived they kind of my my mom gathered all of them because they're kind of conservative in a way i guess so my mom gathered all her uh, brothers and, and sister, I, I don't know if her, her sister was, was there, but she gathered them and then she told them, my is Mateo. And I hope you accept him for who he is. And one of my titos said, I think he stopped her in the middle of her sentence and said like, uh, it's okay, Rose. We know. So yeah, I, I guess that that was such a touching moment for me because you know these things I would have never really known. Like the people were looking out for me, whether it be my family or friends. You know, there are little moments wherein they stand up for me, and it's like standing up for everyone else who's going through these things and. It's nice. It's it's a nice feeling to be accepted, and it's a blessing, and it's a big, big privilege that not a lot of people really go through and experience. Yeah. Can I just say that's a super touching story right there about your mom and your uncles yeah. as well? Yeah. Because sadly, no, not a lot of people yeah. have that or are that lucky in life. But that, that that was really nice. But shout out to there, my camera's fixed again. Sorry about yes, that. Yeah. Um, shout out to the nurse who was injecting you though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What your parents told sorry, was the yeah. nurse a girl or a guy? Uh a girl. Because I'm very close then to my parents' staff. Eh? We're like oh. tropa. <laughs> but how did you yeah. convince her to like you're like, Sigana, like, you know, inject it? <laughs> and like, how did you convince her? Because <laughs> at the Anna, I mean, like, she's been working at my parents' clinic like, 
Seven years, like the longest time. And growing up, because we would work there in that clinic, and I don't know, it's like they've become family to us as well. So, parang yeah. I guess it was like a big sister, you know, looking out for me and just saying, because of course before that, I, I, I went to a doctor, so I know it's safe. They, yeah. I don't think she would have just injected me out of nowhere. You know what I mean? But yeah, it it was it was funny. It really is. But can I just I didn't know that testosterone yeah. was injected. I always thought it was like a pill or something. Mm, yeah. Well, what's the thing that um wrestlers inject to themselves? Steroids. I always thought yeah, steroids was the only thing that was injectable, but I didn't yeah, know that yeah, yeah. testosterone was as well. All right. So with that one, Mateo, so you know your 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 mom actually no when you when I was listening to your story, I was gonna tell you Sana, what you did was like for a month you'd visit yeah. them or they'd get used to it. <laughs> then if yeah, you yeah, yeah. Bad, then they were like, Oh, it's just Mateo, he's just here, yeah. you know, not normal. But you know, it's a good thing then that they they um caught, caught you. So that, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think that that's a that, well, that's a really nice story though. Uh shout out to your to your mom and to your uncle. That, that's really touching to, yeah. to hear something like that. Because you know it's it's I mean it's very sad because when you when you hear stories from other people, right? We're in yeah. they can't really like see Albion. Sorry, I don't know. I keep using her as the example, no. But with Albion's case, because um, she was telling me that in her province, I'm just paraphrasing, no. But in her province, it's something like you can be gay, just don't be transgender, because for yeah. them that's like the worst thing. And parents like. Why would yeah. you say something like that? But I yeah. think it's worse to be like a criminal or, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But anyway, so we do have other comments. So Michaela says, haha, the dickening. Iconic. Could you tell us what happened in that party? <laughs> I'm so curious now. Like, did uh... you get dead or <laughs> yes. And it, it, <laughs> it was so bad. It was so funny because like we had a ball like it was just a lot of things in that night but mainly every toilet and every like <laughs> sink was being used that's how bad it got and Where was the party? i remember in my house in my house <laughs> sorry parents but like again <laughs> sorry, uh, um it was so funny because i remember my best friend gabby he he couldn't even enjoy the party because he was like taking care of our other friend who was like like dead. wasted just dead and and that friend was like <laughs> kept saying oh my god i'm gonna be killed by my parents if they find out and we were like dude you're fucking you're you're actually already drunk as fuck like you can't get out of this kind of thing yeah. so yeah it was i mean it was, it's too far off to be sobered up now Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But and you told your parents you're gonna have a party. At least oh, at least uh, yeah. Oh, at least, at least I had the decency. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay, at least it was a legal party. What were you guys drinking though that everyone was just dying? Uh we had say, like a shots bar. And then we also uh, like bought the like the only shots like, bars. Yeah. And then we also bought like pools of beer we filled up these little pools like around my house like like cans of beer and then by the end of the night it was gone and we it was so funny because we had like a registration table also whatever it was like if you wear if you're single like wear green like we had wristbands 
shit like that. Yes, yeah. everyone had to wear a unique dress. I remember, and it was it was funny because people who I didn't invite, people we didn't even know, went there, and they were willing to pay. So we are like, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, like what? Uh, how much was the entrance fee? Did you tell them like a ridiculous amount so they wouldn't enter? <laughs> No, we were like, okay, one five uh, as a joke, and then they they, they gave us one five each. Um, no, 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 like oh. three of, for three of them. Okay, like five so five is not too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought one five each. I'm like, how did you convince? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. Okay, that's nice. Then we have a comment from Rome Churis. Uh, yeah. I'm a trans woman. Glad to watch this. Oh, yeah, there we go. Hi, Rome. Okay, so going back to to you, no. Yes, so yeah. you came out. You know, it was a good story. It was heartfelt. But you know, when you were in, you know, in, in the Ateneo, no. How was yeah. it for you though, in terms of like your batchmates, maybe the yeah the the Jesuits, you know, stuff like that. Like, how was your experience studying? It was honestly really great. I. You know, like go getting out of those kind of environments, you no, know, like parang it's so limited. And I had this again, it it had such I had such a limited idea also of who I was because I was still suppressing myself because yeah, I I I was surrounded by people who kept telling me that it's wrong. But like going out of Ateneo uh, going into Ateneo and out of that space, I felt so empowered because even profs are like part of the LGBT community. And they're being empowered not just by the students and, you know, other fellow um, teachers and staff, but also like the Jesuits. Like they they move forward with people like preaching about love and acceptance of whoever kind of person that is like treat them with kindness and that's and see them for who they really are like and that really moved me because my friends like showed that to me like they would be so supportive of who I was and I never felt like even once now I felt discriminated against i guess it's you know those little microaggressions but they would always continuously learn and continuously just listen to me and create spaces wherein i could just be myself and just you know openly talk about my experiences and my and my thoughts so it's a it was it was good and yeah like non-gendered washrooms i think uh that that's that's a big help not just for people who would wanna you know take a take a shit <laughs> because it's a single bathroom yeah um but and yeah for people like me too because it, it came to a point where i i would look at the two washrooms and i'm like girls would be fucking terrified if i entered that and yeah. boys would be confused like what the <laughs> you know what i mean i mean they don't really care but at the same time it's not really the best smelling sometimes. You know what I mean? It's not really the cleanest. It's not. So that really eased up a lot of anxiety. Like just even if people think that's like a small thing, that really helped a lot with just 
being more comfortable about who I am and being recognized that there are people who don't fall within that binary. You know, it kind of reminds me uh, about the bathroom issue, no? Yeah. Uh, there's this yes. guy I watch. His name is John Oliver. He has a talk show called mm. Last Week Tonight. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Mm. But he had an episode about transgender individuals, right? In the yeah. US. Yeah. Then he was saying that, and I agree with him, that most people who use the bathroom don't really care who's in the bathroom. Yes. Like, you're a weirdo if, let's say, you go to the bathroom to see who's in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, no? Like, um, I've probably used the bathroom the same time as, you know, with transgender individuals, but I didn't really, one, Care. I wouldn't yeah. know, right? Yeah. Unless yeah, I asked, yeah, are you transgender? Yeah. That's kind of like, <laughs> how yeah, weird yeah, yeah. would you be, right? And second, like, it would be really weird because like, for example, uh, there's a photo of this guy, right? That John Lover yeah. showed, transgender yeah. man. You know, he's muscular AF, yes. um, very, yeah. you know, very masculine face, has a beard. And you know he the worst part is he dressed up like a cowboy because I guess he's from Texas. Yes. And he entered the girls' bathroom. And he looks so ridiculous there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, people use the bathroom not because they want to hurt someone or abuse someone. Yeah. But yeah. like what you yeah. said, you use the bathroom to you know, take a shit or to yeah. take a, or take a or fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> so I just yeah. never understood why people thought that, like, because honestly, like thinking about it now. You're actually giving perverts more ideas yeah. to do something. Because I've never heard of any news where there's a yeah. pervert who used, uh, okay, like a, a, a man, okay, like yeah. a cisgender yeah. man claiming to be a transgender woman to use the bathroom just to yeah. hurt someone. I've never heard of that. That sounds like yeah. such an yeah. impossible scenario, yeah. right? So yeah. anyway, so you mentioned that in, uh, in the Ateneo, you guys had gender-neutral bathrooms. Did they... When did they make them? Did they make them before your time or during your time? Like when did these um gender neutral bathrooms pop up? I think the year I entered Atene was the first year they implemented it. Because I remember I don't remember the transgender woman uh who spoke at our school, but she was from the Ateneo as well. And I remember attending it and being so surprised that she was surprised that there were gender neutral bathrooms because I entered it already having it. And again, that's such a privilege because like I was already in that space wherein the school was slowly and gradually accepting people who don't fall within the binary. So yeah, it was it was nice. It was it it was it was nice to have that space wherein you know, you could also freely like just take a shit and not really care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you could just be there, you know, just relieve yourself. Then, you know, you'll be on your yeah, merry way. Exactly. Right? exactly. But I wanted to ask you, though, like, they did have those gender-neutral bathrooms. But yeah. did they force it upon you? Like, let's say, for example, mm -hmm. uh, because, again, I'm not very familiar with campus now. But let's just yeah. say you're yeah. in a particular area. And the nearest non non uh sorry gender neutral bathroom, let's say example no, it's ten minutes away, like a ten minute walk. But yeah. there's like a male bathroom that's just like a two minute walk away. Yeah. Could yeah. you would you be allowed to use the male bathroom? Or if you were caught, they would have, you know, had like a case or whatever. Um 
I have never heard of them like pressing charges for that or like finding someone. Definitely, it doesn't really matter. I I guess it's because. I guess it's when I enter a fe- like looking like this and entering like a female washroom. That would be because, really yeah. Because <laughs> again, I'm passing already. It's a different yeah. story. I'm passing, and you know, just entering that that space where because I think you're the pervert. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I remember one time when I still kind of looked feminine, but I think it was it was the start of the pandemic so I, we had to wear masks and of course i had like short hair and everything like that. and i remember like i was taking a piss in the girls washroom because i didn't yeah like no gender neutral wash washrooms were like available and i remember being there and then this girl came in and we stared at each other for like a good 10 seconds and i don't know if she was like concerned i, I mean to me it didn't feel like uh it didn't feel like an attack. It felt like more of she was in a place wherein she was confused. Surprised. Yeah. Yeah, surprised, confused. I wouldn't really take it against her and, and say like she's being discriminatory against me. Yeah. Because again, I wasn't able to explain the situation to her also, you know what I mean? It it, it was just <laughs> it was just a funny instance for me at least. And that's yeah. what it means to use the bathroom. I mean, you said that I couldn't even explain to her because you don't go to the bathroom to explain. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just taking a no, piss. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, yeah. I, I, if I were in her shoes, let, let's say I'm in the guy's bathroom, right? And I see yeah. a girl, you say, I'd be like, am I in a. Am I yeah, in the wrong exactly. Bathroom? Exactly. I mean, I'd be so confused for a good, yeah, maybe 10, 15 yeah. seconds, but I'll just be on my merry way and just yeah. use it because if yeah. you, you know, ponder about it, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Oh wait. So I think your sister. This is your sister, Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, says that she's watching with mom and dad right now. So proud. I love you guys. Wait, how many siblings are you? I'm I'm curious. Like, how many siblings um, are you? Just one. I just have one. Sister. Oh, just Joy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just just her. They're very supportive of, of me. That's cool. Is she like your older sister or your younger? Yeah. Sister? I'm Bunso, and ah, okay. it, it was just nice because, of course, when I couldn't tell my parents yet, I would confide to her. So I always felt safe. Also, with my cousins, like Alex and Mari, because they're like my age and we really grew up together. So they are like, they're like my siblings. And it was nice having that safe space wherein I could just be myself and not really worry because. Within my family, I knew people already accepted. So, yeah, it was nice. It was nice having that going. So, I want to get to passing. No? I mean, passing is a very, yeah, I would say controversial word. Mm. Right? I mean, I mean, complex, complex controversial. Mm, yeah. It kind of depends yeah, yeah, yeah. on how you see things, right? Yeah, because, yeah. Um, because basically what passing means is if you're a transgender individual, that means you pass as the gender you see yourself as. Yeah. Right. But do you see the word itself passing as something negative? Because I do know people were in for them. You shouldn't even care if a person's passing, yeah. right? What's important is if they are, you know, what's important is what's on the inside, right? If they yeah. do believe again that 
they're a man or a woman, yeah. you should respect that, whether they yeah. quote and unquote look the part. But what do you yeah. think of that um, concept of passing? Of passing. Um, for me, for those in the audience that don't really know what passing means, it's yeah. like what Kuya Pao said, like, it's looking the part. Let, let, let's say you're a transgender woman, of course, biological male, passing means like looking like a female. A cisgender so, woman. A cisgender woman, exactly. And for me, I guess, for me, passing, I, I wouldn't really label it as good or bad, but it's very harmful to the community, I would say. Because, again, like each and every individual, like each, each individual has like a personal like journey with regard to their body, with regard to their mind, their soul. And you can't invalidate someone by saying, but you don't look like a man. Like if you still look like a cisgender female, you know, but in your head, you're like, but no, ever since I was a kid, like this, I got, you can't be like, but no. I guess it also stems from a culture of ignorance and uh, yeah, a culture of ignorance wherein people don't really care to think outside of what's, what is the norm or what the standards are. Because it's really easy to just give in to these, you know, your schemas of how things really are. Like, like this is what a guy is. This is what a female is. You never really think about the gray area because if you're com comfortable in where you are, you're not really asked to think outside of that, right? Yeah. They're, they're especially for like heterosexual people, like individuals that that are comfortable wherein they are. I think it's it's most it mostly stems from that then. Like them not understanding or them not wanting to understand or not trying to understand. So yeah, for me passing, who gives a shit? That's my stance. Who gives a shit? But again, the world is so complex and so complicated. And sometimes it just hurts to see how things are still being labeled as they should be. So yeah, I think I think that's my stance on that. Definitely. So, so with that, no, because yeah. and I completely yeah. agree with you. No, I mean at the end of the day, for me, um, whether a person passes or not, it's always about respect, right? For yeah, as long as the person again is not like a a pedophile or something, An right? asshole, exactly, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Um, then just respect them. But here's my the other thing I want to ask, to ask you know because. Of course, on both sides, whether you're part of the community or not, there's always going to be troublesome people. Yes. And um, I remember there was um, this lady, no, I think it was Rika's the one who showed it to me. So it was maybe around 2019 when I saw this. Mm -hmm. But think of the video strike from 2017 or something like that. Yeah. Where there's this transgender lady. Yeah. Um, so I'm just assuming maybe she's not... Um, or maybe she's in the middle of transitioning physically or not. I, I don't mm -hmm. really know. Mm -hmm. But um, she was in the store and the guy kept saying, sir. But I don't think the guy meant to... You know what I mean? Because here's the mm, thing. Um, yes. You know how there are just guys out there with really long hair? Yes. But it doesn't mean that they're feminine. Yes. 
I hear you. And I don't want to be mean. I don't want to say anything that would, you know, that people would kill me. But the, the lady in, in the video, I didn't notice because yeah. if yeah. she was wearing a dress, I didn't see that. Eh. Because yeah. for me, and still, eh, I mean, the thing is, I guess as, you know, the cashier, he's looking at her face. Yeah. Not really like what she's wearing and things like that. Yeah. I mean, Steven Tyler has long hair, but he's a yeah. guy, right? Yes. Um, so he kept calling uh, her sir, and she said, it's ma'am. Yeah. I'm not sure if you yeah. know that that video. You, sh- you should see it. It's a very um, interesting video. Yeah. But going back to that, no. Um, I guess the question is, has there ever been a time, you know, during your transition or maybe after it mm-hmm. or whatever, wherein someone, whether it was on, I guess first question is, was there a, a time where someone on, on purpose misgendered you? And second, were there times that it was accidental? Um, accidentally, of course, like a couple times. Also, just to interject, I also love Steven Tyler. I love Aerosmith. I, I <laughs> but yeah, uh, moving on. Um, as I said, like accidentally, of course, because again, it's a transition. And for the people in my life who I've known for the longest time, they also have to get used to the change. I can't just immediately expect them to be like, no, uh, call me this, call me that. Of course, like sometimes they would, they would accidentally call me by my old nickname, or like be like she. But like the most important thing is, they would correct themselves after. Yeah. Mm-mm. On purpose, I, I don't, I, I don't think so at the top of my head. But I do remember a, an instance wherein this guy said that he still sees me as a girl, no matter what. I wasn't really close to the guy. I He was one of my, like, I don't want to name drop or anything. But yeah. he, I didn't really know him. And that just, you know, kind of, because of course, like transitioning, it comes with its baggages. It comes with its own insecurities. Like you have to, like, you have to kind of mold yourself into this person that falls within the beauty standards of a guy. Because I can't just, I, I, it's of course a very personal thing. Like not everyone goes through that. But I did yeah. feel the pressure of, you know, passing because. Again, going back to that, it's not, not everyone wants it. I just happened to want that. I wanted to be seen as one of them. And I'm still in the process of accepting that sometimes I, I'm not or I won't and that's okay. But yeah, it's a very complicated process and it's a very complex process. And I'm just very, you know, very privileged that my friends, my inner circle, and my family from both sides, my my mom and my dad are very supportive. I remember, yeah, my dad was the first. I was so surprised because I thought my dad was gonna get mad at me when I transitioned, but he was the first one between my mom and him to to call me son. He was the first one, and that shocked me. And that was a good experience. That that was different. And I 
I mean, it 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 was. It felt very validating, and very, in that moment, like being acknowledged, like it, it, something just clicked. Basically, it just clicked, and finally, people see me for who I am, kind of thing. That's 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 what it felt like. Yeah. But can I just say though, if it's okay with me to say, like the the the, the guy, you know, the one who said that yeah, you're always yeah. you as a girl. That's kind of off, though. I mean, yeah. Why, why yeah. would you even say yeah. that? No, I mean, yeah. I don't know, no. But you know, maybe you have other friends who may see that or have the same sentiment. I mean, that's possible. But at, yeah. you know, they don't tell it to you. But but what what is he gaining? Like this is this is what I'm wondering now. What does one gain from telling that to someone? Like, th- would that make you happier to to that yeah. to, to, to the person that I mean? I just don't get it. You know what I mean? And but are you still in communication with this person? Like, do you guys still chat once in a while, or or is it not? Or is it yeah, yeah? Not at all. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not close to him. He he was just a classmate to say, and he. Yeah. I happened to sometimes spend time with him because my friends would hang out with him and everything like that yeah so but would you know if he's like one of those because you know there are those who are who use religion as a reason for stuff like Mm. that would you know like super religious i don't think so man i think it's more of toxic masculinity kind of bullshit that kind of thinking like you're not a guy because you don't have this you don't have that kind of thing or you weren't born like this like yes exactly Crazy. So okay. So going back now. So I want to ask you. Uh, I assume you have other friends who are also transgender men. Funnily enough, no. I I mean, oh, like okay. I do have acquaintances, but like not. Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. Let's, let's put it in that spectrum. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So um, yeah. But with that one, when you spoke to them and such, and I guess even your own now so let's move away from you know your family and your loved ones mm-hmm. your friends but yeah. like outside of that um because i assume you, you've been out right you've been to clubs or mm-hmm. things like that yeah. i mean i assume but we can pretend yeah. since you're yeah. no mateo's yeah. never been to clubs no no <laughs> <laughs> no but like um for you no um with how philippine society is right now uh, generally speaking, though, would you say that there's a more or a better acceptance of transgender individuals now compared to before? Or do you think that it's basically the same? How is it for you? In my personal opinion, of yeah, yeah. course. Personal experience, opinion. I feel as though gradually we're moving at the right direction, most especially because these kids no i'm not even that old but like kids nowadays <laughs> it feels so weird to say but like you what, know they're 22 i'm not that but they're they're like so exposed to these ideas and i think that was one of the reasons or like that was one of the ways that my generation was able to kind of be more open about those things as well because you know during our parents time it was it was not talked about it was 
like where would you even hear about those kinds of things like you were just so limited within your community like who the hell like your uncle probably gay or something and probably suppressed it for the rest of his life you know what i mean and parang uh yeah sorry what was the question <laughs> <laughs> i guess um in your life right now, based on your own experience, opinion, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. about acceptance of transgender yeah, yeah. people in Philippine Definitely. society. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I think social media plays a really big role in that. And I think that's how, that's how also like, I was able to get, like meet people, like meet friends who are transgender men as well. Like I said, like TikTok, I I started that like start of the pandemic and yeah, parang you know we we created this community, I guess you know because we're so content or if I wouldn't say content like the ones who are out there and who are you know uh, parang being the face for for our community like we're still you know like my friends we were like we basically moving forward like with our transitions we had no one to look up to like we had no one to turn to and ask them like how do you do that like how how did you reach that point wherein you were confident enough to transition where did you get your shit like you know it was it was walking in blindly so to speak, walking in very blindly. So with this new wave of like being able to talk about this in social media and media like with other friends and other people with like open mindsets because because of media, you know what I mean? It's we're definitely moving toward the right direction, but there's still a lot to be done. There's still a lot of misconceptions to, you know, disprove and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of work to be done. All right. So you did mention your TikTok, and I know you're pretty jacked uh, because of your working out and stuff <laughs> like that. So when did you decide to, you know, become like a like a mini tank in terms of like, you know, just jacking <laughs> up and stuff? Um, I think it was more of my personal goals. To, uh, I mean, obviously, it was. It was at first. It was obviously tied into being or like wanting to fit in, kind of thing. Like I said, beauty standards for men. So I'm not that tall. So like, how the fuck do I make up for that? You know what I mean? So yeah, I started working out, and I, I guess it started as a very unhealthy habit until it became something that I really looked forward to and like made me feel good about myself not necessarily just to feed this unhealthy thought or feed this unhealthy habit of mine but you know like as a way that i'm i'm empowering myself whether it be to look a certain way or whether it is that uh, or whether uh, i feel better about myself and my body you know, it's it's a very intimate and personal journey as well. So, so with that, I'm curious. Like, how how much can you dead press? Wait, is that the right term? 
deadlift. Deadlift, yeah, there. Yeah. You can read until I work out, no? Like, <laughs> AF. Like, I call um, this Tim, I call this Tom. No, okay, yeah, go ahead. I stopped because for a while, like, like uh, lifting, like at I stopped. Peak, like, like, at your peak. At, at my peak, I could like probably... Yeah. I could probably deadlift, like, 420 pounds, maybe. At least. Yeah. Because my friend... Because my friend... She's a bodybuilder, to say. Like my friend before she, and she would, like, I asked her to train me. So, yeah. Four hundred twenty pounds. Yeah. But like two two reps, kind of thing. No, but still, I mean, the fact that you can even lift that is pretty yeah. impressive. That's like, that's like what? That's like two of me. <laughs> you can deadlift me easily then. Not anymore. I have really fallen off the wagon, I would say. What I'm just the, enjoying my life. Okay, but um, um, that's your peak, right? What year was this? A year ago, maybe. Two years, okay, ago. But, A year ago. Okay, but now, like, how much do you think you could deadlift now? You can be conservative in your guess. Like, yeah. Around maybe... Uh, uh, higher 200s, maybe. Shit, you can still be either way. That's crazy. <laughs> well, Did your abs have abs or something? That's crazy. 420. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I think it was, I don't know, like, I was like hyper fixated on making myself look a certain way, and it became unhealthy. It became unhealthy, I would say. Like you could carry your couch easily. I hope so. I I, I would for hope sure. so. Yeah. Like, for sure. Like, easily. Like, that's crazy, man. Okay. So, what's your so what's your content now on TikTok, then? Right now, I haven't really been posting just yet because you know, I've been really busy with uh, work. Sure. I've been busy yeah. with school. And I really like this girl, so I'm spending time with her. You know, oh, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm spending time with my family most, mostly because I only, I'm leaving for Spain. Spain. Yeah. And I want to make, yeah. And I, I do want to make, make, uh, make time for my family. So definitely. So that's nice. So when did this um because I think when we spoke last time, but I could be wrong, you were still single. Yeah. yeah. Um, when did this happen? If it's okay for you, you don't have to answer if you don't want to, no, but yeah. I uh, I I I'm still single. Yeah. In in a sense, but I really do like her. So I'm not really looking for anyone else. And I'm not really interested in anyone else because you know, I have other priorities as well. Like with my family and with my future studies and just getting to know myself. Uh, but yeah, I was single the last time we talked. And I think this happened like early this year. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so pretty new. So I actually wanted to ask you next about dating. Like, yeah. Um, in terms of like being an LGBT individual, because my best friend's gay, you know, 
Yeah. And he told me that he ha- he he's the one who taught me what Grinder is. If you're familiar with that app. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that one because I was like, what? Why? Why do you have a? Uh, I asked him, why do you have a, a collection of butt pics? Because he was looking through his phone. <laughs> I thought it's so weird. I was like, why do you have butt pics, man? They said, no, this is a gay app, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but why are they showing their butts? Then that's when he explained the whole, like, I don't want to get yeah. it. Friends are watching, but you yeah. get it. I get it. For sure, yeah. your friends yeah. are watching, get it. That's all that matters. But yeah, so like with that one, no? like what dating, I mean, before before you, that you met yeah. this, this lady, um, what dating apps would you use if you did use any? I didn't use any. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, it's so cheesy to say, but like, I'm really old school kasi. I'm very, I love being able to kind of get to know you in a sense wherein, you know, there's really nothing between, between the two of us. And I don't know, parang, not that I don't believe in online stuff and like I don't want to discredit anyone or like uh, yeah. discount their experiences, but it's just not my not preference, I guess. Yeah, so just a mutual friend. I met her. It was, it was during a class. I always found her cute because she's also from Ateneo and like, uh, yeah, that that kind of thing. That's really that's that's really nice. Okay, so with that one, Mateo, no? so it is Pride Month right now. Um, have you ever been to a Pride March before? When it was you know what? Yeah. No, no, I have never been able to join because it's either like I had, I was not here, or I wasn't allowed to go out so it was either one of those two things yeah okay but do you plan to to go this year or yeah or do you have plans to ever go i want to go this year i definitely want to go this year uh i think it's a an experience and i think in QC circle lang naman now eh. I think that's pretty I really near. that's that's pretty near me. That is very yeah, near yeah, me. we're all from the north anyway. I mean we're not like in the mountains or anything, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I w- I would definitely love to go. Ayun yeah. Because I think before also kasi, like I wouldn't say I was very passionate about who I was because I I, I, I still knew like a part of me was still suppressing, acknowledging that I was different in a sense. Yeah. But only later on, yeah, by, by empowering myself, yeah, by starting TikTok and everything, getting to know these people, that was the only time I guess I fully accepted that side. Like, it's okay to be different. Like, I am so fucking different from all of you and that I should be, like, proud of that kind of thing. That, that was... Also a very hard journey, I guess, because ayun yeah, um, just wishing that I passed or like wishing I was just a guy, so it was way easier kind of thing. So yeah, definitely that was that was that was something. So yeah. now uh, I'm sure because again we're all in the age of the internet of social media. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. 
um, nowadays, what I like is now people are calling out, you know, corp, corp, corporations, right? Or brands we're in. Yes, Every time it's yes. June 1, they put the rainbow flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But once it's July 1, it's like, bye. Back to normal. Back to normal. Oh, yeah. So what do you think about that, though? Because I think originally, it was it was something that was good, right? In the sense that, yeah. oh, you know, companies are showing their support. Yes, yes. But nowadays, like, you really see that they're just using it to get money from you. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, I, I mean, for me, I, I guess I'm biased because I like wine. But like, there's some wine brands who they don't like make a an LGBT bundle or whatever. It's more about you know, show your pride. We'll give you twenty yeah. percent off this whole month of June. I think that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but like, you know how, for example, um, Burger King has this. Um, I don't know if it's a joke because it looks really real. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want to be spreading fake news. But like they have this pride whopper we're in that's kind of funny too. Um you can choose either two top buns or two bottom buns. Really? Yeah. That is that is okay. That's that's off. That's I very it's inappropriate. Funny though. It's funny. It's, it's definitely funny. Funny. I mean, two, <laughs> two dogs, that's hilarious. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> Right, I mean, it's, yeah, but no, but like with that one or any other things with with Facebook, no, Facebook never forgets, and that's both a good thing and a bad thing. Like there are ones mm-hmm. where they have like salads that are like ten dollars, but last month it was only like eight because they call it like a fried salad or whatever. But what yeah. do you think of the, these these um brands or corporations that obviously are looking to milk? Pride Month and stuff really just showing support because there are other there are really companies now they just yeah, show their yeah. support and it's a yeah, whole year yeah. round a, a yeah. year round thing it's just that only in June lang they just change the profile photo or Definitely. whatever but for the other companies what do you think of that? I think the line is very blurry because when do you get to say that no you're just baiting no you're just fishing of course there are certain like um instances wherein well this world is made out of money you know realistically let's just put it at that this world is made out of money but at the same time it's it's nice to be acknowledged on a global scale whether it be through those two two fucking top bonds or two bottom bonds and it like we'll never know the intention behind it you know what i mean like we'll never know that whether it be to earn money or whether it be to really show pride or maybe sometimes it's not even mutually exclusive sometimes those two things happen you know like they're there to earn money and they're there to show support and uh sometimes i guess it's it's just crazy to me how they make it this big spectacle and this big debacle. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's too much wherein it feels as though condescending, like, Oh, you're gay. Oh, nice. Okay. And then after a month, okay, we'll, we'll forget that, you know, we live in a society wherein so many people around us are part of the community. But yeah, honestly, I don't think I really have a stance on that because I haven't really, um, really 
gotten into you know those news articles or whatever and i've been staying off social media but i i definitely do hear yung parang how people are angry about how they do parang bait or how they do fish yeah. That is annoying naman kasi talaga. Like, you're making a spectacle of something. What annoys me more, not really the brands thing, but uh, I think for like movies or TV shows when they get a heterosexual to play like uh, a gay man or like yeah. a transgender woman. You know, those bigger um, issues. Let's yeah. say like, those bigger things. But I guess more of like the, the, the newer films, right? I mean, the ones that are yeah. Yeah, because like you know the ones from the early 2000s or even like 2010. Yes. Kinda, I mean, it was yes. a different time. Uh, yeah. They didn't really yeah. see back then that it was a problem, but now exactly. you know that they know it's a problem and they still do something yeah. like that. Then that's different. Exactly. So actually, I sent you the link, and I also I, I did see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's actually legit. Um, no, it's legit. <laughs> the two top buns and the two bottom buns. But anyway, so also. One of our viewers messaged me and said to tell you that you should be petty and that you should drag the person's name and so that the person can get canceled. I mean, of course, you're not going to do that. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super, just to... Like, you know, like, there are just some men who just want to watch the world burn. You, you think? Definitely. I, I hear you. Like, to hell with them. <laughs> <laughs> the hell with him, Nathaniel. <laughs> Crazy, but yeah. So, how about you? Um, what do you guys, Mateo? No, I mean, we, yeah. we haven't spoken in a while and things like that. But I want to ask you, are you hopeful about the future in the Philippines? I mean, with everything that's happened again, no, we don't need to name names or say what happened, we all know what happened. Uh, but are you still hopeful about? the philippines because when we look at the i mean you haven't really been looking at the news because you know you just want to spend time with your family not get the toxicity of stuff but do you ever get the feeling that when all our neighbors thailand and all these other countries are becoming modern you know they're going into the future right they're taking steps forward do you ever feel that we're taking many steps backward um I think in micro communities, definitely people are going and are moving forward. I don't want to make this all political. Like I don't want to yeah. be political at all. But yeah, you know, um, I was hopeful for a time. <laughs> Let's just say that I was hopeful for a time, and um, right now it seems as though my view of things or like the way I see that or like approach that question is very clouded because at the same time, those higher up really dictate their lives. Whether we like it or not, they do have the power to give other people access to their rights. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said, even though after everything, you still see in social media or like within your micro communities, within your friends, within your families, about like this more, like this open, like this position, this position, they kind of just see things and like understand things more. And that that in itself kind of gives me 
hope. I don't know why, but most of my most of my <laughs> friends are heterosexual. Weirdly, weirdly, but again, it's it's very empowering uh, how they approach me and talk to me, and uh, you know are very open about these things. So yeah, it's I am very hopeful because more and more people are coming out not just coming out literally <laughs> like to be part of the community but like coming out in support of you know their friends and family who are part of the community and that that's something definitely micro communities can uh move forward and you know establish new avenues for hope i feel like that's where it really stems from having a friend or family member who is part of the community but sometimes you're so detached from it, like you're so separated from that issue, so to speak, that you have no business in thinking about it. Like you don't really think about it that much. So yeah, I, that's that's my thought on that. So Mate, I don't want to keep you for too long, though. But yeah. I have one last question for you. So for this Pride Month, right? Um, because I'm not. You've never been to one, but I'm sure you heard of it. Like in the yeah. past, in the past um, marches, there are always these extremists who are from a particular religion. They're like, "Oh, you guys are all sinners and going to hell." Mm, and stuff like yeah. that. But what would be your message to people out there, whether they're, you know, whether they want to come out from the closet or, you know, parents who aren't sure whether to support their kids or not? I mean, like more of the people who are like in the middle ground like they kind of want to be there to help yeah. and all these things yeah. but they're not sure you, you know those kinds of what's, what's your message for them this pride month well i just want to say <laughs> fuck anyone else who goes against what your heart's really telling you like fuck that i know sometimes it's it's easier said than done. Definitely easier said than done because most of the time it's your family members and you can't really, you know, say, fuck you. <laughs> you, you can't really do that. It, I mean, that would be awesome, though. That would be awesome, exactly. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we're such a close-knitted community, like a culture. We're, we're built on these institutions or fucking families. We 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 ground ourselves on that for most of us at least or like that is the norm that is the standard but i guess it's owning up to yourself and honoring who you are like i said it's very very easier said than done but when you're in that space when you're still questioning and you're still kind of you're still unsure about things you the only person you can look to is yourself and you you have you don't owe anyone anything and you owe everything to yourself you choose your battles you choose who you want to become because at the end of the day as cheesy as it is to say like it's you. You're the only one standing with yourself. And 
this Pride Month, it's it's really not all about show and tell. It's really going through that painstaking process of just, you know, going through that back and forth and just saying, do I really like men or holy shit, am I into women? You know what I mean? And it's it's like healing. It's like recovery. It's not linear. You figuring out who you are, it's never set. Like, as you grow older, you keep discovering new things about yourself and that never has to change like you don't have to place yourself under a label just so you can be acknowledged stepping outside the binary and onto the spectrum that is courageous and whether it is stepping into that like just internally or being open to share that with others that is a feat in itself and i i don't think a lot of people understand that that you questioning yourself and you having those internal questions and just those internal conversations are a step to honoring who you are that is pride that's pride it's not coming out it's not saying well i'm gay i like men of course, that's a part of it, but it starts within yourself. And like I said, I was really privileged just to know who I was ever since I was a kid. And I can't imagine how it would be like in the middle of your life and just questioning, you know, like questioning because you're afraid of this big change. But at the same time, it's not it's not different from who you were before that. It was just, it's just learning a new thing about yourself that you choose to or choose to not discover and explore. And yeah, uh, fuck everyone. Fuck everyone, love yourself. Um, this journey is personal and it's very intimate and it's just you. You, and all the people who stand behind you and who love you, people who discount you or invalidate your experiences or who you are, I think you have to take a second look, you know? Um, take a second look or call them out. Don't be afraid to call them out. Sometimes they also need to be taught. You can't expect them to just accept. You need to teach them also. That it's... It's never, it's always like a two-way street. It's difficult, it's fucking difficult, but it's all, in the end, it's just really worth it. It's freeing, it just, it just feels really freeing and very empowering. So that is my message to them. Cool, I mean, wow, but that was really like, yeah. I, I was <laughs> um, engrossed by that, wow. Well. Mateo, thank you for being here. Before I let you go, though, um, of course, yeah. you can do your plug-in. So, you know, where can people follow you? Um, oh, you, like, yeah. carry 400 pounds and stuff like that. So, yeah, <laughs> all of your plugins right now. Um, you guys, well, Facebook is my main, <laughs> like, main platform. So, if you want to add me on Facebook, it's Mateo Bayot. Um, my IG is but I know you can find me under Mateo Bayot also. And that's my 
TikTok handle as well. I guess no one really has that name. So thank God. So uh, yeah, you can find me under Mateo Bayot just anywhere. Um, yeah, those are my plugs. And don't don't be shy to like kind of reach out to me and ask questions. Because I do have like, I do have a lot of people like messaging me with like, you know, their dump accounts or like stalker accounts and be like, okay, how do you transition? Um, and that's a step, you know, that I know that I'm helping in a way. So, yeah. Great. Well, Mateo, thank you again for being here. You're awesome as usual. Uh, Iglap will be back next week, but on Tuesday this time. So, yeah, until then, Mateo, thank you so much to everyone who watched. Thank you again, guys. Stay safe, take care, and bye, everyone. Good night. Bye, everyone.